Hello, and welcome to RCM Chat by AGS Health. Join us as we dive into the most pressing challenges facing revenue cycle leaders today. You will hear from industry veterans as they discuss the revenue cycle news, trends, and insights that can help you overcome your challenges and optimize your revenue cycle to keep cash flowing smoothly and your bottom line healthy. So sit back and let's rev up your revenue cycle. Hello and welcome to the RCM Chat Podcast brought to you by AGS Health. I am your host, Michelle Dawn Mooney. Today we're talking about staffing shortages and improving productivity. And I have two great guests to help us with this conversation today. Eric McGuire is the Senior VP of Medical Coding and CDI Service Lines for AGS Health. And Emily Vonham is Senior VP Product Management for AGS Health. Thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. It's going to be a great conversation before we get into that. Uh, starting with you, Emily, could we just get a brief background so people can learn a little bit more about who they're about to hear from? Sure. Um, so I've been at AGS Health about a year now, and I'm responsible for our commercial technology products. Um, I've led product management organizations within the healthcare technology industry for over 20 years. Excited to be here today. And Eric. Absolutely. I've been here about a year as well, um, coming from a long career of advisory consulting, working with a number of uh, healthcare provider organizations across the country uh, with almost 25 plus years of experience uh, uh, in the industry. And uh, happy to be here and uh, looking forward to the conversation. So let's just start off by scratching the surface to let people know how big of an issue this is when it comes to healthcare facilities, when it comes to staffing shortages, finding staff members, and then more importantly, retaining them. How big of an issue is this right now? It's a very big issue, and it and it has been growing. Um, over the last several years, obviously, we've been trending um, that, that it, to have a shortage of providers, physicians, and clinicians. And so it, it is only growing. The pandemic and the great uh, resignation put a big spotlight on it, but it wasn't the catalyst. And so, therefore, the industry needs to focus on investing in the technologies, in automation, in the reduction of, of laborious tasks that can be handled through machines or um, uh, other uh, resources. That investment needs to happen, and it needs to happen now. And unfortunately, there are a lot of organizations that are doing it. And so, I would encourage them to invest there and to go out and find alternate partners that can. As am I, and we're. Really excited to have both of you here because you have a lot of uh, experience and knowledge to share with this conversation. So we're talking about staffing shortages and improving productivity, two things that a lot of healthcare facilities are dealing with. So while they're struggling with staffing shortages, especially when it comes to finding and retaining qualified coders and billers and collection specialists, what suggestions would you have for them? Yeah, so coming from the technology perspective, I, I really have to give a plug for technology here to, um, to you know, really help with those staffing shortages. Um, for example, implementing something um, within coding, um, a computer-assisted coding product, for example, for your coding team. Um, we've seen productivity improvements of, you know, starting at about 20%. And then as the organization uses the software, becomes more comfortable with it. We can see those go up to about a 40 percent uh, productivity improvement which of course will help you with your staffing concerns 
Um, it also helps with helps with morale, right? You have a system where people feel comfortable using it. They see they see their numbers going up, and um, you know, really just helps them to feel um, feel more comfortable in their role at the at the organization. Yeah, absolutely. Did you want to add anything to that, Eric? Yeah, absolutely. You know, the there has always been a little bit of a shortage in the industry, and uh, with the great resignation uh, as part of the pandemic, um, it, it's just become even more pronounced and. So organizations today really have to do a lot of different things to try to incentivize their people to remain, um, open up to remote work, um, really try to find ways to eliminate a lot of the labor arbitrage that's out there that they struggle with. Um, and that's where, uh, leaning back into what Emily was just talking about, I think technology is one of those answers because it definitely does lend to really being able to um, mitigate a lot of those lower level functions. Um, allow them to maximize utilization of the, the resource pools that they do have. And so technology is a huge one, but then companies are also going to have to become better at really incentivizing and really um, finding ways to maximize the talent that is out there uh, to take advantage and to um, try to avoid the, the challenges that they face today. So we just heard from you. Great advice on you know how to take care of staffing shortages, but here's the deal. If people cannot find staff internally, where do they go? What are your thoughts on outsourcing? And then if that is on the table, what should people be wary of? What should they know if they're going down that path? Absolutely. And I think outsourcing is a great option today. Um, the industry has grown and uh, so has the advancement. And today there are pools of, of, of knowledgeable, skilled talent across many different geographical locations. And therefore, finding an organization that can tap into that and to really hone in and find the right skills and the right capabilities is key. You, you don't want a one-stop shop. And so, um, uh, for instance, India, we, we have great operations in India, but they don't have, they're not known for clinicians. However, Philippines, Mexico, other, other locations do have great pools of resources. And so, therefore it's safe to tap into those. And those are great ways to to mitigate a lot of the challenges that you're having with the staffing and other things. And so I would encourage that. But the key is to find a, a good partner like AGS that really builds quality into it, really double checks it, audits internally, and makes certain that, that the quality is there. That is key in really being successful with that. Well, speaking of avoidance, um... Are there any warnings maybe that you would offer so they don't make the situation worse? Learn to appreciate your employees. You know, make sure you take care of them, um, especially the ones that are very productive and do what you need to. Um, in this day, it's very competitive. And so organizations are, are pulling resources from other organizations right and left. And the cost that it takes to not only get somebody trained up to speed and really productive, not, all, not to mention the timeline, is huge. And so organizations need to recognize that and invest in those assets because they are assets. And um, they just need to do a better job of doing that in addition to the technology and um, other things that they can do. Yeah. I think also, you know, looking at the, at the, at the first question a little bit more and struggling with the staffing shortages is, is, is really starting to look at, uh, at potentially looking at consulting firms or, or offshore, uh, providers. Um, the the industry has changed a lot, especially since um, the COVID pandemic, where 
um, having, you know, having some of the staffing shortages, we're seeing that organizations are more open to, um, to, for example, working with other organizations that are experts and have a lot of really well-trained staff that can augment your team. They're not necessarily in charge. They're not necessarily the ones that are supervising, but they can really come together quickly and help you solve a problem that may be very difficult for you to solve and find people to do that. Um, so we've seen companies be, um, or organizations be really successful at that. Um, from a warning perspective, um, I think when you're looking to improve anything, and this, this just goes for life in general, is really don't try to boil the ocean. Um, what I recommend, especially when you're looking at technology to solve your problem, it can get really overwhelming, especially if you're like, well, I'm not really a technology person. How do I how do I make a difference and how do I make sure that I'm doing this right? And honestly, it's it pick a pick a metric. OK, I want to improve my coding denials by 20 percent. I really want to do that. And then looking for, um, for example, a technology vendor or a technology product that can help align with those goals and bite that off. Once you get that settled, then you can you can kind of go to your next metric that you want to do. And that way you're 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 taking it in a step by step manner. I would bolt on to that is they have to start looking at the full life cycle of what they're doing. Uh, historically they've invested here, they've invested there. But my experience, it it's those gaps are the ones that really get them. Um, and that's where they become labor intensive. So when you look at whatever the, the, the solution is, whether it's um, a clinical encounter all the way through to, to payment, it's know where your strengths, know where your weaknesses are, understand your gaps and mitigate those. Um, and, and if you don't do that, those things are going are, are gonna to be where what I like to refer to as bleed internally. They just profusely um, pour money out. Um, it, it, so it's important to look at that entire life cycle and make those adjustments and really ensure that you've got a, a good process from beginning to end. Yeah, absolutely. And you mentioned before about, you know, treating your employees well um, in order to keep them there. So do you see any connection with an organization's ability to retain employees and increase productivity? If, if so, how strong is that link? Yeah, so I, I see a I see a pretty strong link in, um, for example, um, employing automation technology. So there are tasks in revenue cycle management that are very repetitive and very boring. Um, you might be logging into an EHR, for example, entering a piece of data, going back to a spreadsheet, entering another piece of data, going somewhere else. And so you're just kind of like putting, putting stuff in places so that it goes where it needs to be. And those are really ripe for having a, uh, you know, having a digital worker, having a, a robot, some, some people call it, Go in and do those tasks. You build a script, you you send it off, it does those repetitively, and then you can have your people who you value so much doing tasks that are way more rewarding. And we found that that really increases morale when you start to automate these tasks and and sort of give give those fallout tasks or something that requires a bit more brain power to uh, to your valued employees. You know, I look at it um, uh, on the people side of it that a happy employee is somebody who's going to stick around. It's not yeah. always about the pay. And that's one of the things that I love about AGS is the fact that we invest so much into the day-to-day -day lives of our employees. And um, I think organizations that do that are going to find people that stay there. They don't jump to, the, to more money or they don't look to leave because they're genuinely happy. But that takes an investment in the company from uh, not just a, a financial investment, but a cultural investment. 
to be able to really look at that and say, here's how we're going to make them happy. Here's how we're going to make the jobs better for them um, and really entice their workforce to want to be there to work collect collectively and collaboratively. Um, those are some of the, the key things that I'm, in my experience has been missing in a lot of organizations. And in times when you've got ship staffing shortages and productivity challenges, those are where things tend to break down. Let's take a look into the future. Over the long term, do you see this problem getting better or worse for organizations? I see the problem um, continuing. I don't know that I want to say that it's going to get worse um, because that's all a matter of perspective. I think the organizations that, like I said, invest in their assets, invest in their people, um, invest in technology, and really do a good job of knowing what's under the hood of their organization are the ones that are going to excel and succeed. People naturally gravitate to where they have a, a good life. They have a good life work balance they, and, and they can be productive and they're valued. And so the companies that do that are going to be more successful and they're going to see less of the issues than organizations that don't. Yeah. Honestly, you know, you, you really have to look at where you are. And I like how Eric uh, mentioned investment, you know, making your investments in your people, making investments in technology to keep up with the way that um, the world is going these days. And oftentimes you just have to be careful. You have to, you can continue to do the things that you've always been doing to succeed in the future, particularly the, the you know, the vein I'm always coming from, which is technology. If you're not keeping up, if you're not, you know, aligning yourself with organizations that can help you on your technology journey, you will get left behind, right? Your people will go elsewhere, um, places that are that are innovative and able to keep up with the times, um, and places that are adaptable, um, adaptable to um, to new things, um, understanding when when things are, you know, maybe oh, we have you know a serious attrition issue, we need to fix that. How can we go ahead and do it? And having a roadmap to do that. So if you're adaptable, you will improve, um, I think, no matter what the conditions are. So I'm actually hopeful that that this problem will get better um, and will continue to adapt. That's the, the good thing, right? Keep the hope. Keep the faith yep. and, and <laughs> hope that things will get better. And that's why we're having this conversation to hopefully make things a little bit better. A lot of great information we're hearing here. Any final thoughts as we're wrapping up? For me, I think uh, the, the big thing is organizations have to have a, a true plan to be able to work through and get through these. It can't just be a high-level strategy or a direction. Um, success doesn't happen by chance. It happens because you put a, a, a several things together, forethought into it, reading and, and, and adjusting and fine-tuning as it goes. And, and that's what organizations need to do to get past these problems, to get through staffing shortages, and to, to, to improve their productivity. Again, looking at the end-to-end -end cycle, the marriage between technology, people, and process, and then really fine-tuning that. Everybody says the buzzwords, but those that can actually um, grab onto it and, and understand where those gaps are, do good risk planning around it to ensure that they've got the contingencies, are the organizations that are really going to be most successful through that. And so that would be my encouragement, is to really have a good, solid plan, work that plan, and make sure that you're inclusive with everybody and outreach um, because it affects everybody. And the more people involved, the more they're going to feel ownership in, in the process. Yeah, I agree with Eric. And I think I think also something to really keep in mind is that there's a lot to improve. There's a lot that can be done and you don't have to do it alone. Um, there are organizations out there uh, such as AGS Health that can really help you that 
you know, we, we have staff, we have technology, we know what works, we know what doesn't. And, and, you know, using other organizations to help augment your workforce so that, um, you know, you can give the absolute best tasks to your employees that you want to keep. I think that's a, that's a great strategy as well. You know, just to, to bolt on, um, I mainly, Emily had brought this up earlier, but uh, regarding consulting, but to me, it's about getting the right people in with the right information and the right experience. Mm-hmm. If you short sell yourself on that, you, you, you're going to suffer. And uh, it, it, it's important to know when to bring somebody else in, when to bring that expertise, how to leverage them, and to to really empower them to be able to go and help that organization. And so that's the other thing I would encourage is, yes, we're trying to cut costs to be able to, to improve uh, revenue right now. But it's better to invest more in one thing than than uh, spread that over four things that you only do the half as good. And so my encouragement would be to bring those right people in, use consulting and, and uh, other services to really bolster it and to, to focus on those specialties. And a great way to end there. A lot of great information there and important information that a lot of people out there need to hear. So Eric McGuire, Senior VP, Medical Coding and CDI Service Lines for AGS Health, and Emily Bottom, Senior VP for Product Management, AGS Health. Thank you both for joining me today. Appreciate your time. Great conversation, as I said before, and very important for a lot of people to hear today. Absolutely. Thank you. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to RCM Chat brought to you by AGS Health. It is a podcast that you can be sure to subscribe to to hear future episodes and leave a review if you'd like. I'm your host, Michelle Donwini. Thanks again for joining us. We hope to connect with you soon. And until then, keep revving those revenue cycles. Mm-hmm.